There are some deep cuts in here. Listening to the Nerd of Godcast, that place where Christ culture and nerd culture find sweet, sweet two player co op. Hello, 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 and welcome back to your Nerd of Godcast, that place where we talk about all the things that make us geek out and give glory to God. Tonight, we're going to be talking about deep cuts. We're going to the back of the closet to pull out all the old comic books, VHS tapes record collections and all the things that make us uh, go, oh, wow, I love this so much. How come no one's ever heard of this? Uh, so it'll be a little bit of a show and tell night tonight. My name is Tony T, and I'm here to tell you that we are going to have a great podcast. And you want to know why? Why? Because with me, as always, he's the very best at being the very worst. Steve-O Supremo is in the house. I feel like this is the only time it's appropriate for me to do this. Bob, we've grown we've ninny-bon anybody. Everybody? Why is no, it anybody. the only just just anybody. Anybody. just for anybody. Anybody. Because it's the deep cut night. I can make the deep cut and not get punched. Hey. Well, you know what? Hey. Hey. To the minds you go. Oh, oh. wow. We're oh. whipping out our own deep cuts. Oh. I love this. Uh, circling around the table because we just got to be done with Steven right now. She is a punk rock pirate. She's traveled the world in the seven seas. She's your friends and mine. Alexandria Marica. I'm kind of upset because Steven stole my intro. I was going to try to say that. <laughs> I literally went back in episodes to listen to it to practice it. Oh, to say what? It was going to be my deep cut What were you going to say? I'm not, I can't say, say it, it in No, you definitely can. Say it in Spanish. How, well, How would you even say I'll that go back in, in editing and I'll cut him out. And then the I'll, I'll say it. Me, me, bon. I can't even remember how to say okay, it. To so be it's, it's Baweep. Baweep. Grana Weep. Grana Weep. Ninibon. Ninibon. Yeah, it's the universal greeting. And then you offer an Energon goodie. Yeah. Wait, what was that? What was that universal greeting again? <laughs> no, oh, wait, I don't I remember. <laughs> oh my goodness, uh, he is often imitated, never successfully duplicated, even under, the, even under the most pristine laboratory conditions. It is the big man, Quentin Gregory Neff. I feel I feel deeply cut. Is that the whole point? And we're all supposed to feel deeply oh, cut. Oh, we're just getting started, darling. You are you are going to be Julius Caesar by the time this thing is done. Oh, no, beware <laughs> of the Ides of March. At two tone. Yeah, indeed. Are you, you're deeply cut, infected. We're done. Yes. <laughs> Neff uh, Neff suffered a laceration this week on his leg, and it got him infected, and he has been hospitalized. So. Uh, he is actually in traction right now. He's got his leg all up, and he's on, he's in a hospital bed via satellite right now. No, he's no, he's. And not. welcome to a very special Grey's Anatomy edition of <laughs> the Nerd of God. Oh no! Never are you gonna finish that Jello cup? <laughs> I better. There's only three things that happen on Grey's Anatomy: death, divorce, and deportation. <laughs> and hooking up with uh, Mc, McDreamy in the uh, in the supply closet. Oh well, then I gotta get out of here. <laughs> God blast. <laughs> 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 and uh, keeping keeping this party going, she is uh, salty and she's sweet and she's conveniently pocket sized. Let's give it up for Jackie freaking Wilson. Hello, dear friends. Hello, Hello there. little one. Uh, everything good? Yes. No cuts. <laughs> no '80s Transformers references. Nothing that you have to offer us. Nope, just Badger Bully. <laughs> wow. And a did lack of quilting. No, I did not. Oh, I haven't tried it. What? 
And a lack of quilting. And a lack of quilting. I'm not a fan of Chipotle anyway. I'm so I love Chipotle. I'm sorry. Don't I don't care for it. Chipotle I prefer is my most. life. Chipotle is my life. Oh wow. And avocado thing. And 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 it's November now, so it's we are neck deep in pumpkin spice. So. I got Mike hooked on pumpkin spice. Jackie. He's a basic wow. white girl now. I love it. Oh my goodness. Basic, he always was it hard. Basic white he girl. Was. I feel like you are the Delta variant of basic like white pop girl. Punk still or like <laughs> the equivalent to the basic white girl. He's he's just now getting into iced coffee and I'm so proud of him. I feel like if somebody wanted to make a million dollars in a restaurant, you would open up a Chipotle franchise that inside that Chipotle franchise was a Starbucks, but the smells in that place would be, it would be awful. awful. Absolutely awful. There's a there's a there's a Starbucks Chipotle like in the area, but it's two separate places just in one building. Yes. But I want them to be in the same building. So I want a barista making a burrito. You want a Starpotle? No. no. Or Chipbucks. Hi, Nick. <laughs> Nick coughing. <laughs> All right, Nick's here. <laughs> the cough was amazing. <laughs> Pushing all the buttons to keep this bucket of bolts flying. Let's give it up for our own resident smart guy, Nick the Engineer. Dramatic pause and... Hello. There he is. <laughs> <laughs> Nick used to not care, but now he like pauses just so. He wants to make sure that his music has not obstructed. It's like his will be heard. His one line of the night. <laughs> uh, Nick, everything good in Babyville? Yes. Everything's growing and, and going pleasantly? Yep, healthy mom, healthy baby. Good deal, man. I mean, my sister is, is supposed to have a baby. Uh, oh, yeah. She was she was <laughs> yeah. due like six days ago. Oh no! She is holding on to that thing for for dear life, I guess, or it's no, holding on to her. I'm no, fine, brain. She no, should go you. eat Chipotle. She was really she, she was really hoping to have. Uh, so behind the curtain, the, uh, the date of this recording, she really wanted the baby to be born on uh, on Halloween. For April Ludgate reasons, <laughs> and then she really wanted the baby. If that wasn't possible to be born today, because today is remember, remember the fifth of November, November. and uh, so she's disappointed that that doesn't happen. So tonight we are talking about deep cuts, and that's exciting. I feel like we are in a season of deep cuts right now. Uh, did you guys go see Shang Chi? I did. Mm. Yes. Like yeah, who had ever? It. Have you guys ever heard of Shang Chi before? Barely. Like, the, no. Barely. Like I, I knew him from some appearances in Spider Man comic books. Me yeah. too. But, like, but now, now Disney and Marvel are starting to roll out all these things. So tonight, uh, the Eternal. Movie is is coming out in the theaters, yeah. mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. In fact, um, I have a whole handful of tickets to see the Eternal movie tonight in nice. one in one hour's time. Really? Oh. And if any of you guys want to come with me to go see the Eternals tonight, I got your tickets. So. Heck yeah! We're going to go have a great time watching that. Hopefully, uh, you will join us. So, but all of these different things that are coming out that like people were, were only peripherally aware of, and now they're kind of come to the forefront uh, from Shang Chi and the Eternals. Um, the um, Guardians of the Galaxy yeah, kind of yeah. led the way on oh, that yeah. sort of thing. But there another big movie that's out in the theaters right now uh, is Dune, which, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. Dune Dune was one that, like, I think that this is the season where all of us are going to finally suddenly get all of Andrew and Christina Whiteside's memes on the Nerdy God Squad page. I was going to say, I've <laughs> because, just seen memes about it. Because they, they have been posting Dune memes for years that nobody got, and now I hopefully everybody's going everybody's gonna to be really spicy on these things now. So, uh, But, you know, it, it's always fun for me when something that people aren't super aware of 
comes to the forefront and people are like, oh, hey, look at this hidden gem or look at this really cool thing. And you'd be like, I knew that. I've been I've been a fan of it since before. It was are cool. You, are you telling me there's going to be a, Bucca- a Buckaroo Banzai movie coming out soon? I, I want to yes, see there a, is. I, no, I want to see the Bucky O'Hare movie. That's what oh. I'm talking about. So <laughs> uh, so we're going to we're going to unveil all of the things that kind of we have kept in our back pockets that make us excited that maybe you've never heard of tonight. So uh, pull up a chair and let us know uh, some of your deep cut favorites. Uh, shoot us a message on our Facebook page, Nerdy God Squad, uh, or um, anywhere else that you can connect with us online. You can do that by connecting with us across all the social medias. You can find us basically anywhere there's an at. You'll find us at Nerd of Godcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. You can also join our online small group at the Nerd of God Squad. We're on Facebook. Just search for Nerd of God Squad, or you can leapfrog right there by typing nogsquad.com into your browser. The Nerd of God Squad on Facebook. Live your dreams and share some wholesome Christian nerdy memes. Booyah. Um, we have some business to take care of. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, most definitely. Um, this has been building up all season long, and we are now within a stone's throw away from the end of our season. We've only got a couple episodes left before we wrap up season six, and we've had a great time, a great run. Um, Julia is not here. She is sick tonight. Please pray for Julia. Uh, we, we love her very much. She couldn't be with us. But but for all of us that have been part of this journey, uh, we have been looking at uh, and comparing and playing along with this little contest that we like to call The Best Thing Ever! And Neff is going to take us through the final round of our best thing ever, Duos Edition. That's right, everybody. The finale, the the grand poobah of it all. The, 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 the best nerdy duo, according to the Nerd of God squad. The finale was... Wait, 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 wait. So just for those that are now just now coming on board, we should review who all was in this, this best thing ever. Mm. Yes. All those that fought... Triumphantly, and even those who lost. All right. Well, in the first round, we had uh, these are our contestants for the whole thing: uh, Woody and Buzz, yeah, uh, Rockin' and Groot, great. Troy Barnes and Abed Nadir from Community, Shaggy and Scooby, right. Miles Morales and Spider Gwen never had a chance. <laughs> Shrek and Donkey, mm-hmm. James Kirk and Spock, yeah. Uh, Sherlock Holmes and Doctor Watson. Oh, I forgot about them. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot that they were even in this. They didn't go very far, did they? <laughs> no. Well, on here, you—I think you misspelled his name. But anyway, womp uh, womp. <laughs> <laughs> really? I—I I, I guess I guess I was uh, too busy not getting your commercial oh. for this week's episode when I was typing it. I don't know. Oh, like, are, are we, if we're gonna start throwing rocks, I promise. You. I have an infection. <laughs> you it's, are. It's reaching my brain. Doc Brown and Marty McFly. Was in there, so Stephen, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Glenn Barton and Natasha Romanoff the were in there. The so Hawkeye Jackie and the Black Lee. Widow, of course. Uh, Bill S. Preston Esquire and Ted Theodore Logan, excellent. R two D two and C three P O, big classic. SpongeBob SquarePants and Patrick Starr, uh, Samwise Gamgee and Frodo Baggins, Batman and Robin and Han Solo and Chewbacca. Mm-hmm. We went through uh, several weeks of these amazing brackets, and it, it got, I mean, there was some fat trend off, Hot off and of heated. this thing. Hot and it heated. It was crazy. Uh, but the last two spots ended up being filled by 
Troy Barnes and Abinadir. What? And Samwise and Frodo. Aww. I feel like we, yeah. we have missed an opportunity to have Jackie guess what the final two is going to be, just based on the initial ones, and to see her disappointment. Yeah, because I didn't fill out a bracket. I, I, I've been very disconnected. So right now, it's Troy and Abed versus Sam and Frodo. Mm-hmm. Uh, first oh, off, can I just salute Troy and Abed for making it to yeah, the final? Yeah, I'm genuinely far. surprised. I would not have put them at the they end. Nobody would have. I'm shocked. But fan favorites, you just got to know, mm. if, they, if they made it that far, it's because somebody out there, and many somebody's, love them. Yeah. Or someone made a lot of fake accounts. <laughs> or I have seven emails. I've never paid for Netflix, so I can make sure that I do these brackets. I know people who have many emails. <laughs> there you go. So, what do you guys think? What do you guys think? It's, How do you think it's it went down? Be, if it's, it's not Sam and Frodo, and Frodo I will flip, flip table. this table. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. Like our Lord. Oh. Mm. Right, hold on to the table, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> From a score of sixty-five percent to thirty-five percent, which is still pretty pretty close. Pretty close. Yeah. Sam and Frodo take it home. Oh, for the yeah. win. As the, the I was going to walk out right now. Thing ever. ever. The best of the duo. That's actually really, uh, you know what? Congratulations, Sam and Frodo, but really, congratulations to Troy and Abed. Yeah. That, that, yeah. To go up against the best and even make it that far is really fantastic. So Look at that. Yeah. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Not me. Bunch of upstarts. <laughs> I. I think my final two. I think my final was Sam and Frodo. I think I had them winning. I don't remember, but well, somebody won, and uh, I I guess I could find that out. I'm going to take a look at that and figure out who won uh, while we take a break. We'll be back right after this. And we are back, and uh, I did just look up our, um, our our final scores here, and I can't believe this. It's going to seem really shady, you guys. All right, but I just looked it up, and in first place, actually, you know what? Let me let's do this top five. We'll build this backwards. Okay, 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 okay. All right, so in fifth place, and I don't know the names of people because if you don't put your actual name in for your your bracket, I just know what you called it, and I don't know what it is. With nineteen points, that's seven out of fifteen possible picks correct. You have the heroes of Lord of the Rings and Frodo. Uh, That's me. Is that you? Yeah. That's me. It should say the hero of Lord of the Rings, but I might have hit it. The hero of L-O-T-R and Frodo. Yeah, that's me. Fifth place. Fifth place. Not bad. Not bad. Scored 19 points. Uh, In fourth place with 20 points, 8 out of 15 picks right. Who seeded this anyway? (laughs) Again, I don't know who you are, but congratulations on a fourth place win. Um, I I know who this one is. In third place with 21 points, 9 out of 15 questions uh, or picks right. May the best Shanine win. No. <laughs> I believe that is Shanine from the Hoot and Howl. So oh, I think we, love it. we love it. Holler at Shanine. And uh, in second place with 25 points, that's 12 out of 15, correct? We have Samwise and Frodo, our friend goals minus Frodo's weird not trusting Sam phase. That's me. That's you, Alexandria <laughs> Mark. Second, second place. place with 25 points, 12 out of 15, right? And then with 12 out of 15, also right, but 26 points. One in first place is the Tolkien title holders. It's me, the T O N Y T. This is the first time I have ever won best thing ever in in the bracket. How did we have the Uh same score, but you seated higher? Oh, maybe mine was out earlier than yours. Yeah, certain. Yeah, certain picks are worth more. Dang it. Yeah, man. Well, that was fun. Thank you guys so much for playing. And uh, we are really excited about next season's best thing ever. It's going what to be the it? best one ever. I haven't, I haven't made it up yet. Oh. So, <laughs> but, but I'm really excited to make it up. Yeah. Because that's going to. That's Can it. it be best things ever? 
Steven's worst moments on the show. <laughs> I, I mean, I, no, I, well, yeah. There's not enough. There's not enough season left for all of that. So, we, oh, we, uh, yeah, but, yeah. We would need at least 166 uh, places for yeah, it. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but we're gonna get into it tonight. Speaking of deep cuts, if you've just joined us, you don't understand that Stephen. Uh, ever since season one, we've always teased him and said he's the worst, or Stephen, you're grounded and stuff like that. And uh, he's really steered into it very well. We appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Unintentionally. <laughs> <laughs> Accidental steering. It's just my personality. It's just really more who he is than what he does. But uh, he's but, really a great person, though. Honestly. No, no, yeah, no. I mean, you know, like. <laughs> no, no, yeah, yeah. I mean, why well, sure, sure, yeah. Uh, sure, I mean, yeah. I guess so. Sure. Uh, no, Stephen's a great guy, but um, we we like referencing stuff. Sometimes it pops up inside jokes and things that, that go way, way back. And if you know, you know. You know, mm-hmm. if you if you get that reference, you get it. Like to the minds you go, which was at the end of the year, we always like to put together kind of a clip show of some of our favorite highlight moments. If you haven't listened to full seasons before, go back and listen to Stephen and Neff rating the refrigerator on uh, oh, yeah. all of our old clips. Uh, we try to do one at least once a season if we're if we're good at it. Maybe we don't. Um, but tonight we are talking about deep cuts. We're talking about those things that just not everybody knows, not everybody fully understands and appreciates, and the things that when you make a reference to it, you might be talking with your friends, you're like, oh my gosh, what about this? What about this? And then you say, what about this one? And everybody looks at you like it's a dream you had or something. <laughs> like, what is that? That's not even a thing. No, no, I swear. Thank God for the internet where you can p- pull it up and prove that this actually happened. I'm trying to explain to somebody, Heat Vision and Jack, it was real. No, it wasn't. No, no, it was. Well, what was it about? Okay, so... Um, Owen Wilson and Jack Black are in a show, right? And Jack Black becomes, he's an astronaut, but solar rays hit his ear, so his ear becomes super-powered, and he has a motorcycle that has the spirit of Owen Wilson in it, and they go around and fight crime. That's what? definitely a dream you had, right? Like, so Jack. Did you just make that up. Jack Black is the smartest. Man. No, this is a real thing. Oh my goodness. Or do you think I? No, I'm serious. I mean, like, I would have been surprised if you just made that up off yeah, the top of your head. No, like Jack Black, we get gets like superpowers and becomes the smartest man in the world. And it's Jack Black and Owen Wilson. I love and it Jack was Black. A, it was a show that was produced by um, uh, Ben Stiller, and they made one episode of it, and then nobody ever picked it up. And with I that, wonder why. I'm so sad. I, I typed kind of in Heat V into Google, uh-huh. and He Vision and Jack popped up. I'm just telling you. He's riding it's a wild. motorcycle. Yeah, I feel like I'm looking at that. that. Look at that. That's amazing. Yeah. I want to watch it. Terrible. Yeah, it's a, oh, the, and it has um, Bruno from West Wing. Yeah, <laughs> he's in it. <laughs> the internet holds all the things. Yeah, Heat Vision and Jack. So I, I just I love it when people have things like that. So I want to talk about that tonight. I want to hear from you guys. So this is sort of our show and tell. Do, let's break this down and like we can talk about like TV shows or music or movies or, or games or, or whatever the things are that you like. Maybe you have a specialty. So uh, who wants to go first? Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> Nobody talk, wants to go for Let's talk some video games. Okay. So, growing up, I played, uh, I had a GameCube. That was my first console. Fantastic. Uh, and I played Pixar games. Aw. Nothing there. wrong with that. And there's just so many, like, I, sometimes I'll reference, like, the Cars video game or the Finding Nemo video game. And just, I, I think about it on a regular basis because... The Finding Nemo video game is one of the most difficult experiences of my life. <laughs> it is so buggy and awful, but it like I think you're thinking of a different Pixar franchise. What? What? It was buggy. Bugs Life. Oh my god. Mm. No. When, when you have to explain a joke, it's like dissecting a frog. On you you understand it better, <laughs> but you also kill it. Mm. Yeah, this, this is true. Go ahead. <clears throat> I don't know where to go from there. B- no, B- there's, buggy? there's no. Buggy Nemo. 
Find, so so I never played the Finding Nemo game. Yeah. But in my experience, any game where you played as some kind of marine animal so, was always it was an entire the whole game was a water level. Anything, yeah, anything, <laughs> any water level sucks. Like Echo the dolphin. It's just hard. Like everybody thinks that everything's so difficult until they play Finding Nemo, then they know what real horror is. Yeah. I it just unlocked levels. a whole memory of when I got my first Game Boy. My parents bought me a Tarzan game. I literally never made it past the first level. I think I know the game you're talking about. It was it so. It sounds very familiar. Did I get that. Uh, no, so so you're. I, I get it. And I appreciate that. We're, but like, Disney games or like mainstream commercial franchise games like that, um, maybe not super popular, but not, they're not very obscure either. You just you just kind of know if there was a Pixar movie or a Disney movie, they made some kind of a video game, you know, crossover with it. Now I will see your your Finding Nemo, and I will raise you uh, Chip and Dale's kart racing game. What? Do you remember? Okay, so there I was think on, I do. on the PlayStation One, there was a kart racing game that uh, featured Chip and Dale, uh, like Rescue Rangers Chip and Dale, uh-huh. but it also had a bunch of other. I, I, as far as I know, they were made up characters for just this game. Uh, various, you know, stereotypical Disney cartoon, Disney afternoon kind of characters, but they were all um, just for this world. And you would race through the Magic Kingdom, hmm. and all of the different tracks were based on all of the different rides. They even had the music yeah. from the rides, That's cool. That's so really you could cute. race through the Haunted Mansion. You would race through Pirates of the Caribbean. You'd race through Space Mountain, and it was a really fun and unique game. I and it, play that game. I have it. That it sounds lovely. Yeah, Let's awesome. all go to your house after the recording and just watch <laughs> you play it. <laughs> I'm sure you can find it on the internet of things, but uh, but yeah, that, so that, that's that's a deep cut because although you know we know about hey they're going to make the Lion King game or the, the the Finding Nemo game, I'm sure it's frustrating. Let's find those things that maybe people are not aware that exist. So I'll I'll, I'll take your Chippendale racing game and I'll raise you a game that I loved when I was probably like 10. Okay. It was a PC only game. Um, it was called Lego Island. Okay. And it was this <laughs> island that you were on. And Nick, Nick, are you aware of this? No. Okay. Oh, now we know. <laughs> now we know it's the real thing. So um, I can't even remember where I got it. I just remember that I had it. It and was I in play- the bin at the checkout register at Ross. Maybe. Like that might be legit or like in like the cheap thing at Walmart. But um, the only thing I remember, I played the game several times. You played like this young like kid, like on the island. You were a pizza delivery boy who delivered pizza on a skateboard. It was very like, very nineties, very late nineties. <laughs> um, so you would like go. Across- did he have lots of tude? Just yes, to- asking for a friend. He yeah. did. Was he a rad guy? And uh, he was. I'll sh- after the recording. I'll show you guys like the trailer for it because it's definitely nineties. Um, and it was very like rudimentary and like the, how they would move, mm-hmm. but you could eventually eventually do this main story, which only took like an hour to play through, or you could just play around on the island, where you went. They had a jail there that had one cell and one prisoner in it, and he cons you into opening it for him, and then you have to go and search for him on the island using like all the different like mystery clues that you had to find to find them and but you could build quote unquote like a car to go after him or a helicopter and all stuff the game probably took like an hour and a half to play through the entire game and do everything but I loved that game and I've never met anybody else who has played it it may actually be a dream that you just no had. it was real <laughs> like you're just playing Roblox I played it on my Windows 95 computer mm. Windows 95 does anybody else have any other games that no. are no no other? No. There's another game that I, I played when I was when I was younger. It was on the Super Nintendo, and I've only ever met like a handful of people that have even heard of it. It, would, it was called Super Robot Baseball 20XX, and it was a like a baseball game, but you played as either it was like robots playing each other, mm-hmm. um, and it was so hard, and I loved it. 
but again it's like one of those like weird it's supposed to be like set in the future where robots and androids were playing baseball against yeah, each yeah, other yeah. it's wild but, yeah. it sounds illegal <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like uh, what was that movie with um, Hugh Jackman Real Steel uh, yeah. X-Men Origins Wolverine <laughs> the one, that's exactly it that's what I was thinking it was likely miserable <laughs> it's a little, 100% <laughs> Uh, yeah, so th- th- I think I remember that game, but I might be having it confused with like Bill Lambeer's Combat Basketball. So maybe they might have been made by the same company. <laughs> made by the same company. One company, Mutant League Football. Do you remember that one? Vaguely. Yeah, was, I didn't play it, but I remember. I remember hearing about like it. Like NBA Jam came along and said, "We're going to do sports, but we're going to make them like wacky sports." And then NFL Blitz was like, "We're going to do that same th- thing too." And then NBA Street came out and like, "Oh, we oh can do this." Gosh, and then yes. everybody else was like, "Now we're going to do it, but with robot monster zombies." Mm. That's because you can't get better than NBA Street Volume Two. Mm. That's a good soundtrack. Best soundtrack. There's a, a lot of d- uh, video games. Video games are, are my particular kind of passion and nerddom here. So, like, there's a lot of games that I know that, like, nobody's ever played. And if you have your, like, the other day I, I fired up my PlayStation 3 just because I sometimes like scrolling through my games on my PlayStation 3. And uh, I know you, I know you guys may remember these because we've kind of journeyed together. So you'll you'll remember games like Age of Booty, right? Yes. <laughs> Which is a, a pirate game. It's a game. fun game. It is yeah. a fun game. And it's like cutthroat. It is. You, you do not make friends playing Age of Booty. Um, but there's there's a couple of the games. One that I love is called Broforce. And if you've never yeah. heard of Broforce. Oh, my gosh, Broforce. Broforce is so good. So I've already violated the deep cut rule when you have 75% of the people go, yes. But, like, we're the people who've all played it at your house. Yeah, we yeah. know it, we know it because yeah. of you. Had yeah. it not been for you, we would not know. Yeah, we would not know this. Broforce is basically Contra. It's it's a side-scrolling <laughs> shoot-em-up game. But imagine if you were playing Contra where the main bad guy was the devil. And he was running in an army of, of Soviet Russian communists, and but but they're all being run by Satan. And the and and you play as every hero from every '80s and '90s movie yep. ever. Yeah. You are Indiana Jones. You are Conan the Barbarian. You are Neo from The Matrix. You are uh, Agent J from Men in Black. You are you are John McClane. John McClane. You are Arnold Schwarzenegger from Commando. You are Rambo. You are uh, um, Snake Blitzkin. Bruce Snake Blitzkin. You are the the time cop, you are uh, Chuck Norris is Walker Texas Ranger. So uh, you are You're the Jack br- Black from Heat Vision and Jack. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, of course, and, and you just get all these different characters. I mean, for uh, seriously, like James Bond and 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 uh, I mean Machete. Uh, so you, you're just running through these. But it's it's like I'm Danny Trejo now. You know, just running through everything short of the lawnmower man. <laughs> yeah, it's really funny and it's a it's a fun game. Um, there's another one that I love called. It, it, this was for the PSP. It was called Work Time Fun. Oh, oh yeah, I loved that game. WTF work time fun where you were in hell you died and you were in hell and the whole point of the game is that you had to do these terrible awful monotonous jobs for no money so like you would work and you here's my job this is I'm doing my job now and it is pushing pens down a an assembly line and just putting the caps on pens putting the caps on pens putting the caps on pens sometimes a pen would come out that was the wrong way so you'd have to flip that pen and then put a cap on the pen and then put it and that was your whole thing and you could play it for as long as you wanted to play it you played it for hours 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 of just capping pens and then when you were done it would give you a paycheck and it'd be like 36 cents and you could use the money to buy little capsules in the break room from little collectible figurines that did really nothing, and then that was the game. It was just <laughs> so terrible, it, but but strangely fun. It was, it was great. Do you remember that one day 
when like the entire day you just had me play that game. Yeah. And we're just like, let's just see how much. And I think I played it for about seven hours. We drove people home from church and I'm like, the whole time we're driving them home from church, I'm like, I want you capping pens back there. Yeah. And it was like, and maybe even more. It was like from like 9 a.m. It was a Wednesday. So we were there super late. So 9 a.m. to like 11. So it was like 14 hours. And it was like, so, like some opponents said it was like 30 cents that we got for was, the entire just, day. It wasn't I capped like 4,000 pens. And it was, oh, it was so much fun. Um, some other really, really fun games. There's one it was called it was with PS Vita called Frobisher Says. Oh, yeah. Frobisher Says. Frobisher Says was a bunch of real little, like, WarioWare type mini games, but yeah. it used all the different touch features because PS Vita, like, it, it had a touch screen. The back of it was touch sensitive, and it, you would have to, every game, you'd have to manipulate it in some way or another. It was like, feed me my pudding. So you'd have to <laughs> rotate the little stick on it so the train with, with the pudding on it would come around to in front of me and you go, chon, chee, chon, chee, chon, chee, chon, chee. And you're like, that's it's my really- pudding. <laughs> or like one would be like, drain my bathtub, and you'd have to like reach in the bathtub and like pull out yeah. the the little plug. Yeah, like just seconds weirdly, to do it. Yeah, it was weird little games. So. I think you showed me a t- like a like a trailer for that. I love a few weeks weird ago. Weird games like that. Frobisher says was another one. Um, there's there's really amazing. Like I hate, I hate to like completely derail on you guys because we're talking about video games. I know that we have other things to talk about tonight, but. Um, there, oh, I, I'm trying to slim down my list here because I have like 40 things. Uh, Rock of Ages mm. is really. Oh, I got to confuse another game. I'm sorry, I haven't heard that game. Oh, okay, uh, I got to confuse with the with the musical. Oh. <laughs> oh. Rock of Ages is like uh, it's it's an artistic journey through history. So they would take all these different art styles through history, from um, old like medieval tapestries to uh, like Roman and and Greek friezes and different things like that, and they would come to life, and then you would be in that era and you would be, um, I think it's Sisyphus, rolling the rock up the hill. The only thing is, when you get to the top of the hill, you decide to roll the rock back down the hill and basically kill everybody. (laughs) So you have to, like, roll this gigantic boulder down a hill, very Raiders of the Lost Ark, and try to take out as many of the, the buildings and people and farms and all things like that as you can on the way down. But then you also have to set up your own buildings and defenses and things like that and try not to get your stuff destroyed too. It's surprisingly fun game and uh, and funny. Just a very funny game, Rock of Ages. It was one of those downloadable ones. I think you can get it for PlayStation still. I, I don't know if any uh, uh, anybody here has ever played it, but it's... Uh, Anybody ever played Line Rider? Never no. even heard of it. Yeah, okay. I have. You have? I tell you, Line Rider was this cool game that I, I only saw on PC. I think it was on a website where I used to play it when I was in school, so I probably shouldn't have been playing games. But uh, it's basically like this little, like almost like a stick figure on a sled, mm-hmm. and you would literally just draw out a line on the screen, and, and you'd press play, and it would literally just sled, sled down little line that you made strangely satisfying right incredibly satisfying and then trying to make the do the loopy loops and everything make it because it all had its own like physics and stuff that you had to you know cop to and it was it was really cool it was a video game version of like the game that we used to play like on pencil and paper you know like yeah yeah exactly that just made me remember my dad and I, whenever we had our like computer room in the house and nobody was using the phone, we would go on <laughs> a Lifesavers like website and it was all like old people Lifesavers themed like PC games. Okay. <laughs> like on the internet. It was so random. And like I, I can't even remember like I remember some of the games, but they were all like Lifesavers themed and like my dad and I would compete and like it was a it was a very legit competition between my dad and I whenever I was, like, seven. <laughs> I love it. So, like, online, like, random websites like that are, like, the jam from, like, my childhood. Right. Like, we had, like, the, the 
was it the Captain Crunch video game that I remember playing? Uh, and then there was like the Eminem, create your own Eminem character. Oh. That was that was awesome. But the one I remember, and I actually messaged the company on Twitter about it to see if they still had the website. Orbits, like the travel company, okay, used to have a whole website of like mini games to play. What? And I played that junk for like hours, and they don't have it anymore. Do you know I went on Cartoon Network? A few weeks ago, literally a few weeks ago, to play some of the mini games from there, <laughs> just for nostalgia's sake, you know. You remember the the sandwich stacking game? Yeah, the, the, the yeah, Disney Channel. Online. Yeah, mm-hmm. Disney Channel online. Do you, do you uh, know that in the planning center uh, that they hid uh, the game Super Mario Brothers in planning center? What? Did they really? Uh, in planning center, and I don't know if it's still accessible, but the, but this is verifiable. Is the they, app or the, the it, no no it, on the website they hid in the code of their website where you could play. It was the full Super Mario Brothers. But it was made with the elements of Planning Center. Like their little Planning Center robot guy was the guy that you controlled. That's and you no played through Planning way. Center Super Mario Brothers. True story. That's excellent. True story. What do you guys remember Quop? No. Yes. With the little with the QWOP. Yeah. You had to literally like make the guy move. Yeah. Oh, that was the worst. That it was, was awesome. It was awesome, right? It's funny yes. how these things kind of get lost to time. Yeah. Um, there was um, oh, there's so many different games that are amazing. Um there you you've played Shadow of the Colossus or you've heard of Shadow yes, of the Colossus? Yeah, of that became that became really popular again. They re-released it for PS3. I think it was PS2 originally. They released it for PS3 and 4. Um, and and it's are they a, remaking it? It's a beautiful PS5? game. I I would love for them to, but it's it's a they basically remade it for PS4. But it's um it's a lovely game. But people don't remember the the predecessor to that was a game called Ico mm-hmm. or Ico ICO, and um, that game was basically. Uh, you got locked up in this castle because you're different, because you were born with horns and the people think that you're cursed. So they lock you in this castle and you've got to escape this castle, but on your way out you find this little ghost girl named Yorda. And there's no dialogue really. Um, and you've got to help her get out. And the way that you help her get out is by holding her hand. And the whole prop like the whole thing of the game is you're trying to get out of this like awful trapped like puzzle castle by holding her hand and, and pulling her along with you. And it's it's a game that's really, it's a hand-holding game, overcoming puzzles and enemies and trying to escape from this awful place. And it's just staggeringly haunting and beautiful. And I think for the PS3 version, when they re-released Shadow of the Colossus, uh, Ico was in it too. It was. And uh, well, well worth a play. It's one of those games that just kind of got overlooked and lost and most people never tried it out, but uh, really, really amazing. Um there's a game that I played. I think it's available on every platform now, but I played it for my Switch. And it'll go on sale uh, from time to time. You can get it for like five bucks or six bucks. Completely worth it. It's called uh, Gorogoa. G O R O G O A. And it is a puzzle game, but it's so much more than a puzzle game. And I, I there's no way for me to describe it without you guys actually seeing it, but it's as if comic book panels storybook panels come to life and the way that they they sit next to each other you can manipulate and control so that one story spills over to the other one it changes perspective uh, and and it's all about puzzles but it's whoever came up with this game whoever like their brain conceived of how this thing would work deserves someone please send them like a, a, a full subway stamp card because they they have earned whatever love and adulation they can receive because this is one of those brilliant beautiful games that nobody's ever played 
Uh, any other games? Uh, Jackie, you like games. Anything that's ever kind of like popped up on your radar that like you're pretty sure you're the only person that's ever played? Not at all. No? <laughs> Not at all. Just like you've rattled off so many things and I'm just like, yeah, no. Mainstream channel. I'm very mainstream when it comes to my video games. Gotcha. Is there a play, you ever heard of this game called Guitar Hero? <laughs> yeah. like <laughs> No, but I have heard of one called Rock Band. Oh, yeah. Well, or you can go with the, the third tier, um, the, the DJ Hero. Ugh. Don't, don't hate on the DJ Hero. It's too many dials. I can't do it. I have not only the DJ Hero turntables, I have the DJ Hero turntable cases that turn into stands for them. That's like, cool. I was very serious about my DJ Hero. Mm. Had a lot of good parties with those. Those yeah, are awesome. No doubt. Um, Okami, that's one of your wife's favorite games, Nick. Yes. Uh, I tried playing it. It was too much dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> it, is, it is very dialogue heavy. But it's gorgeous. It looks like one of those Japanese watercolor paintings come to yeah, life. Yeah, that's cool. It's a very pretty game, yeah. Very, And it's about painting. It's a painting oh, game. I want to play it. Yep. You definitely look it up. What, do you have a video game system in any way? Nothing. No. We need to get you a Switch. I really want a Switch, but they're so expensive. They're not that expensive. Well, it's probably $200 for the one that you can take with you. Christmas is Christmas is coming up. You're yeah, right. You're no, right. Yeah, You're don't right. Don't get the Switch Lite. Just yeah. spend the extra money and get the one that's basically a Switch Lite, but yeah. gives you the option you to go play on, on the TV. TV. Yeah. 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 I want to be able to play it on his TV. On, on Amazon, on the Treasure Truck today, they had a uh, the OLED uh, Nintendo Switch. Hmm. And she was like, are you interested in getting that? I said, no. No, but it's so much, you know, it's better. It has the better screen. I'm like, yeah, but when I put my Switch in the base, which is pretty much where it stays, I'm playing it on like a 4K 60-inch TV. So, like, I, I think it's better than the way I have it. I don't really need the extra. So, anyway, Nintendo trying to sucker me into buying a new version of the same system I already have again. No that might not even be my that much better thing. when it comes to quality. Oh, yeah. My other thing with the Switch is that I really like to play games like... Cars, the video game. <laughs> Finding Nemo. Finding no, Nemo. Assassin's Creed. Yeah. I was <gasps> imagining ah, that. Yeah. They do. I've been those are yeah. those are my favorite games, and they don't. They're not available on Nintendo. They are. So, yeah, they are. I have them. Yeah, Only one them. of them. But I think they have four. A couple. No, four they they have a the, collection. The last time I checked, there was just one of them, and it was the. No, um, they have the Ezio collection, and I think they have Black Flag. Mm-hmm. So basically, they, anything that came out for PlayStation Three, mm-hmm. you're you're good to go on. I want to play through all of them, though. Yeah. That's my thing. That's valid. It's really, I think they have three remastered, too. Yeah. Uh, Okay, so this is not a deep cut game by any means. Coming up, I think it's it's, it's like 10 years old now. It's been on every single system ever. Oh, Super Mario Bros.? Skyrim. (laughs) The Elder Scrolls V Skyrim. And didn't they announce that they're bringing it to the PS5? I don't care. It's on on PS5. The game's too hard. Too hard. Too hard. Too hard. I pick up something, the entire village runs me out of town. Mm. I can't do it. Stop stealing sweet rolls, man. I just picked (laughs) up. If if it's red, that means you're going to steal it. Just don't press Oh, I didn't know that's what that meant. I thought it was just, oh, here, pick up this item. X means, red means don't do it. It was the first level. Yeah, don't steal it. I let the guy get eaten by a bear, and I went to his aunt and uncle's house, and then I picked up an arrow, and they ran me out of town. You're the you're terrible at that game. Yes, you are. Yes, I am. Wow. But you know. Oh, you're finally awake. But the deep cut is you can play Skyrim on your Amazon Echo device. Oh, you can. You absolutely oh. can. If you have, if you say Alexa, play Skyrim, you will be taken through an audio version of Skyrim. That's cool. And it is absolutely hilarious, and also very self-aware of of, of the game and the tropes and things like that. So, does it glitch? It, no. <laughs> Like right. you hit Why the is that horse flying? Yeah. <laughs> now ordering one arrow to the knee. It is. Uh, it, is 
it's uh, it's a lot of fun. It'll be like, all right, you're standing in a in a in a forest glade, and to your left is a rickety bridge. To your right is a pathway going down to a lake shore. Which way do you want to go? And you tell it, and they'll be like, oh, a, a Khajiit merchant comes up and says that someone's stolen their family's heirloom, and they want to know if you can go find it in this cave. And then you can accept the quest, and you go, and you can use magic, or you can use your shouts or attacks, and it keeps track of your hit points, and you level up. That's it's, amazing. It's uh, totally amazing. And uh, a lot of people that, that know Skyrim don't know that you can play it on your... Um, I didn't know that. That's pretty cool. Really, really fun. And I have two versions of the game on two separate systems. Well, I enjoy it. And I have the... Um, my mom bought me the Alexa for the car. So I will... Uh, I'll, dr- I'll drive down the road and be like, Alexa, play Skyrim. <laughs> it's like you're standing on a precipice overlooking. I'm like, yeah, all right, I'm playing Skyrim. Just It's like a little baby, dr- baby junior D&D game that you can yeah. play. Um, so that's delightful. Lots and lots of fun. Um, Alexandria, you had something you wanted to share. What do you got? I don't know if this is as much a deep cut as I think it is, and you guys are going to have to tell me if it's not. No way to know, but, but to try. there's a, um, a French comic, like comic strip, that a man became famous for called Blueberry. Have you guys ever heard of I this? I've never heard of it. But please go on. So it's a it's it's like a Western and a and sci-fi had a baby. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, so this this guy named um, Jean Ricard. Or no. Oh, my gosh. Jean-Luc Picard? No. <laughs> Jean... Oh, what is his last name? Is it important to the story? Not really. His okay. name is Jean. Okay. But he um, was born just before World War II. His parents went through a really messy divorce. He was, like, super traumatized by that. And so he would spend a lot of his time... <laughs> Calm your hydro flask down. I think the cows just came home. <laughs> I do have a cow though, just not on me. Uh, I've got cow. a fever. I don't know where to go from here. Anyway, he um he he spent a lot of his time going to like a dollar theater in France in Paris. Well, they're very cheap <laughs> if you're looking for a place to live. <laughs> What but heard. he would he watched a lot of American westerns okay. because nobody really cared about them, so it was really cheap for him to like go see the movies. Well, um, and so he became an artist, and because of his work with Blueberry, this sci-fi western comic strip, um, he actually became very influential in a lot of American comics uh, and a lot of American like sci-fi films. So he actually collaborated with a lot of uh, very well-known people, one being our favorite Stan Lee. He worked with him on illustrating and won an award for um, his integration of the Silver Surfer. Oh, wow. um, Miniseries. And then he worked with Alejandro Jodorowsky on Dune, even though it was a failed project. Um, Wait, I have a question. Is this like a real life story that you're telling? No, no, no. It's like for real. Oh, I thought you were telling us the story of like, I thought that was what the comic strip was about. No, no, no. This is about this man. This man is my deep cut. Oh, I thought the comic strip. That's why I thought you were telling us. I'm like, wow, this is innovative. But he's, (laughs) so he's, he's, but he's really well known. And then he also worked Unless you're trying to remember his name. (laughs) Jean-Michel Chalier. No. I'm reading it from the internet. Mm -mm. Belgian scriptwriter. Jean-Michel Charlier and French comic... Oh, Jean Mobius Giron. Mobius. So there's two Jeans. It's Jean Valjean. It's a, it's a pair of jeans. <laughs> it's, John, it's Jean Girard. That's what I just said. Jean Girard. But his, Mobius is, is his middle name. Or what his, it says. His pen name is Mobius. Um, it's very New York. But he, he ended up 
working on projects like the set design for Blade Runner and things like that. And people don't know who he is. Like, mm-hmm. but he became like a staple in a lot of these, in a lot of these ways. Like the inner circles. And, yeah. But nobody knows who he is. And it all started because he went wrote, to see a dollar theater, went to see Westerns mm-hmm. and he started writing comic strips that actually became pretty famous. Well, That's like well known in, in France. Um, and Stan Lee and, um, the animator of Studio Ghibli, and I can never pronounce his name correctly. Miyazaki? Yeah. He, they all, after he died, like, it was a pretty big deal to them, but, like, nobody knew who he was. Um, and I, I found out about all of this by watching Morbius Redux, A Life in Pictures. Oh, a documentary? It's, it's a documentary. Nice. Cool. But That's he's really cool. so interesting. Um, it's such an interesting story, and I just really love, love him altogether. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, speaking of people um, I saw in documentaries, uh, <laughs> there was this guy, I, I, the deep cut documentary, it was about sushi. I can't remember what it's called, but it's literally about this guy who has been perfecting sushi his whole life, like literally since he was like a child. And he's like 90 something years old and all he's been doing his entire life is making sushi. Wow. So he's got like Michelin stars for his work. He's like got all the, he's like the most popular, most exclusive sushi chef and like the whole country. Is that Jiro Dreams of Sushi? Yes. Okay. Yes. Oh, I've seen that. Like, I've seen that it's a documentary. I just never watched it. Yeah, it's it's really good. But, yeah, I, when you when you bring that up, that's who I think of. It's like this amazing person, this amazing talented person that nobody knows about unless they've seen that or are aware of the sushi culture. When I think of deep cuts, they're obviously something that's usually pretty personal to you that makes sense to you but then when you try to describe it to other people that's just we're gonna sit quietly and <laughs> nod while she finishes because this is this is the thing i love sewing and i love costuming okay so i very much enjoy uh when i watch tv shows or when i watch movies i like to pick apart the costumes okay i like to kind of like go into how did they possibly make this and there's this one uh youtuber on on, on the YouTubes named Angela Clayton and she does this series called Sewing Through the Decades where she goes through and makes outfits from each of the decades from the 1900s. That's cool. Using original patterns like from like original printed patterns and it's just something that's very fascinating to me to see how the art form has evolved wow. through like the 1900s. That's and really cool. Especially like because like when I started watching The Crown because of the costumes because <laughs> your girl loves a good 1940s 1950s <laughs> like look and so she goes through a lot of that stuff. Marvelous Miss Maisel, like that. Oh, the costuming in that show. We went so to a museum beautiful. in St. Augustine, and they had a, an exhibit that was all um, Downton Abbey costumes. Oh, oh that's nice. Wow. There's, Is it still there's, there? No. Oh, man. There's another YouTuber who goes through, like, specifically like, the Edwardian-style costumes and, like, tries to bring back, like, do, making these costumes in the authentic ways that they would have in that day in time. And it's very fascinating to see, like, how far that we've come as a culture when it comes to making the clothes that we make today. Wow. And it's also taught me a lot as someone who enjoys sewing. I've learned how to kind of work with fabric in a more unique way. That's cool. Neat inspiration. Yeah. So we're, we're talking about movies, I guess, and uh, different things like that, whether it's, you know, the things that cause us like to get excited about costuming or whatever, the deep cuts there. Uh, Steven, you're, you're a movie guy. There, yes. There's um there's a, 
a movie that, that, again, not a lot of people have seen or heard of, but I don't know if we watched this together. Bubba Hotep. What? Oh, I, Bless you? B- B- Bubba, I've heard okay. of it, but... Bubba, Lord, he's... I've never seen it. Bubba Hotep <laughs> is, a, is a, a legitimate movie that they, when I when I describe it again, it's going to sound like something I made up. Mm-hmm. But it's a, it is a movie about um, Elvis Presley and John F. Kennedy. Yes! I've heard of this. And they have to team up to fight a resurrected ancient mummy. No. The only thing is, hold on, Elvis Presley is played by Bruce Campbell. I quit. And... And and John F. Kennedy is an old black man. <laughs> I, I quit. So this That's is awesome. this is the the basic setup of the story is Elvis in the seventies decided, hey man, I don't, I, I'm done with all this fast paced living, and I just want to relax. I, I want to. So he went and found an Elvis impersonator to kind of like take over. Like, hey, finish this tour for me because I'm just gonna I'm just gonna chill for a little bit. So this Elvis impersonator goes but can't handle the like the lifestyle. You know, gets all into like eating too much and drugs and just he just can't handle being famous and rich and it ends up killing him. So now everyone thinks Elvis is dead, but the real Elvis is you know he can't go back to his old place now because they think that he died. Right. So he ends up in this retirement community with a man who played by Aussie Davis who believes that he, they they put John F Kennedy's brain in his body. I've seen what was this. Left of it? As you're talking about this, I think I've actually seen this. So you have this old black man who has John F Kennedy's brain in it. Plus Elvis, who no one believes is Elvis, and they're fighting against this old uh, mummy who is coming to suck the souls out of these old people in this retirement home. And nobody believes that this is like a real movie, but it is a real movie that no one's ever seen. Good, um, wonderful. It's I don't know if it's worth watching, but it's worth knowing it exists to be sure. Yeah, I I, I definitely have like a long list of like weird movies um, that I've seen, most of them when I was a kid. But there's one movie I'm going to talk about really quickly. That I can guarantee that you guys probably will not Neff, but you, the rest of you guys, probably have never even heard of. I've never seen a trailer for it. I never saw any advertisement for it. I literally just saw it that it was playing in a theater, and Neff and I went and saw it. It's a movie called Aardvark, <laughs> and it's nice. so it. bad. It's so bad, and I don't remember anything about the plot. Nope. The thing most, the thing I most remember about it, other than it being awful, it's one of the best movie experiences I've ever had because nobody was in the theater, and Neff and I made fun of it the whole time because it was so dumb. But it stars uh, Zachary Z- Quinto and, and Jenny Slater, and Jenny uh, Jenny Slater, and she just reacts at one point to something in the movie and just goes, hmm. and like makes a weird face, and it was the funniest movie moment I've ever seen. But it's like one of those like weird like dumb movies. Yeah, the, that's the, fun to the make. The premise fun of. is like Zachary Quinto thinks that his brother can shapeshift, like he's the best act. His brother's the best actor in the world, so he he starts to become paranoid that everybody around him is his brother in like. As acting as a different person, oh, and then like when nobody's watching, is his brother Jean Parmesan? <laughs> <laughs> and when nobody's watching, like the the person will like turn to him and be like, "Hello there." And it's like, "Hello there, and brother." Jenny Slater's no. his therapist. That's yeah, like that's and it's it's not supposed to be a comedy. It is, but it's, it's, it's supposed funny. to be a serious movie. It was so dumb, and it's it's so dumb. There's another documentary that I watched. Um, <laughs> I really like documentaries. Don't look at me like no, that. No, they're great. It's okay. Um, it's about um, Alejandro Jodorowsky and how Dune was a failed project. Basically, in the 80s, even though they had a really great line of like, actors in it, but I'm absolutely convinced because of this documentary that it would have been better than Star Wars if they'd had if they'd done it right. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe now... 
I'm thinking about it because Dune is out in theaters, but I haven't seen it yet. I've never seen the original Dune I've either. I've only about it. I've only seen this documentary about it, but I will <laughs> argue with you day and night that it would have been better than Star Wars. Yeah. Well, I don't know about that, but you know, it's um, there would be those that would disagree. Okay. One way or the other, but uh, any other documentaries that you've seen? Have you ever watched Documentary Now? Yes. Oh, great. So funny. You would, you would love it. Yeah, you would definitely love it. Worth worth a look. It's, they're all fake documentaries, but they're but they're made so beautifully and with such conviction that it almost doesn't even matter that they're fake. Like you get the same exact feeling from them as you would from watching a real documentary. Yeah, it's amazing. It's Bill Hader and Fred Armisen. Yeah, yeah, it's great. It's really good. Uh, there's a movie with Dennis Quaid, where uh, he gets he's an astronaut and he gets stuck on a planet with an alien, who like shot him down, and he shot them down. And they end up on the same planet together, and they have to like work together to survive. And they're two men, like Dennis Quaid's a man, obviously, and then the alien is a male. Okay. But by the end, I of don't the like mo- the direction that this is going. <laughs> but by the end of the movie, and nothing happens, but the alien gets pregnant and has a baby, and Dennis Quaid adopts this baby, and then he, and then the baby ends up as a slave. Why a does this sound vaguely familiar? It's called Enemy Mine. I mean, I've heard that name before. Hold on. But I need to look this up. I, I, I this? love that movie. It's a really good movie, but I, it's a bad pitch on my part. No, no, no. The, you, you, you nailed it. Yeah. I mean, that's literally... Oh, and, and oh, and the uh, the alien, because his name is... Uh, the, the Dennis Quaid's character, his name is like Davich or something like that. And the alien has like this weird way of talking. So he goes, Darich. And it's like... Yeah, is he it's, a Klingon? Lewis, he, he kind of, a very, it's like a lizardy Klingon. I, I do oh, yeah. remember. I saw this movie in the theater. I love that movie. It's been a long time. So yeah, they're, they're, they're mortal enemies and they end mm-hmm. up like trying to, and trying to kill each other. They end up crashing on the same planet. They And they they depend on each other's survive and they become like best best friends friends. look at this baby (laughs) (laughs) and then so then the humans basically take over the planet win the war which you would think would be good for dennis quaid except for they come in and enslave all the bad guys but dennis quaid has become the parent the parent of one of these aliens so when the humans take it he has to fight against his own people Mm -hmm. to save his enemy which is also like an extension of his best friend that he made it's a beautiful movie yeah I, I have like a deep cut Christmas movie that I love that most people haven't they've heard of it but not the specific version of it it's uh, starring Keanu Reeves and Drew Barrymore um, and it's called Babes in Toyland oh and it's yeah. not good it's not a good movie it's really cheesy but I love it and I'm I think it's streaming on Amazon Prime right now um, and it's like uh, it's like n- barely a movie. It's like sixty eight minutes or something like the that. The bad guy lives in a giant bowling ball. Yes, he lives. In, it's Barnaby, <laughs> and it's it's so dumb. Bowling ball Barnaby. Yeah, obviously. It's really well. It's, it's all like it's all like uh, in the toy land that they go to. It's all like nursery characters. Yeah. So it's and it's also very much so like Babe, uh, not Babes in Toyland. That's the name of the movie. Very much so like Wizard of Oz. So like Drew Barrymore is like in the real world with her older sister, her sister's boyfriend, his best friend and her mom. Her mom's playing by Eileen Brennan and she ends up like hitting her head, falling out of a car on a sled and hits her head against a tree and gets transferred to Toyland. But like her like her mom is like the the uh the toy, I can't remember the nursery rhyme, but she has like a bunch of kids. The old lady who lives in a shoe, and oh, then like yeah. uh, her sister is Mary Contrary, and then Jack, uh, who's Keanu Reeves, is like J- um, Jack Be Nimble, Jack Be Quick, Jack Flash. Yeah, and like so, it's like all these like, but it's it's very much like poorly made. Like it looks like it was made in like a little 
like two street town that they just happen to have on a back lot somewhere. Yeah. It, it's like it's like it's like it was like a petting zoo. Yes, like, it's very much like a like, like a bad <laughs> petting zoo. It, it's it, yes, but it's awful. It Babes in Toyland. Toyland. It's on Amazon Prime. You're welcome, and I'm sorry. Whichever one is most appropriate when you watch it, but it's it's great and it's bad and I love it. And I think it also stars um oh well, what's his name? I can't remember who it is. Not not Pat Pat Morita. It might be Pat Morita. I can't remember. But he, he there's a, these like weird like bird characters with like huge like one singular eyes and at one point they like paint the eyes black and it scared me oh my gosh that is a terrifying scene it's a terrifying scene that is a horrifying scene but it's it's not good but it's go watch it you'll enjoy the badness during christmas time it'll bring your spirits up or watch it tonight when i get home i feel like we spent more time talking about that and not endorsing it than it would have taken for us to actually just watch it in real time probably probably it's not that long of a movie jackie have you ever seen the movie stardust I've heard of it, but I've not actually sat down and watched it. Stardust should be a classic movie that everybody has seen, and I don't know why more people have not seen Stardust. What is it? It is a, okay, so it is a fantasy movie written by Neil Gaiman. So first off, great script, right? Yeah. Starring Charlie Cox, Daredevil. Starring Michelle Pfeiffer. Really? Starring Mm -hmm. Claire Danes and Robert Flipping De Niro. Yeah. What? And it is it is the, this movie of a young boy who goes through the wall that you're not supposed to go through the hole in the wall, right? Now he's in the kind of a Wizard of Ozzy sort of vibe there, you know, like now he's in the place where the the magic is, things things that are, you know, not natural happen on the other side of the wall and a, a star has fallen and the star is Claire Danes. So now the witch is who is Michelle Pfeiffer is trying to get to the star to kill it to maintain her youthfulness. Um, other forces are trying to get to the star in order to, you know, take over it so they can secure their power in the world. And it comes to Charlie Cox as this young man to kind of protect this star. Ends up, like, uh, Robert De Niro is a sky pirate. Um, and I won't even talk about, like, the, the twists and the turns and everybody's characters, but it's delightful. So many surprises. Lots of fun. It really holds up well. And I cannot believe that more people have not seen it. And it, it sounds awesome. It is awesome. It's super entertaining. It's it's a wonder. It's got all of the elements that you want in a story. It's got combat and like fantasy, and it, it's it is a modern Princess Bride. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna go wow. that far and say it is a. Mo- it, I would put it on the same shelf, no lower than the Princess Bride. When did it come out? I was uh, gonna ask. T- uh, probably 2008. Okay, wow. so I do remember like read like. You know how, like, in school, in your reading class, they would always go through that like, that little, like, monthly or weekly book where it's like, this is a new thing that's coming yeah. out. And anytime there was a movie based on a book or whatever, I feel like I remember us spending some time talking about Stardust. It was the first time I ever went to a movie with my wife. Um, we, she was not my wife at that time. She was not even my girlfriend at that time. She got we she got she tricked me. I don't know. I we we ended up in a movie together, and we were sitting next to each other. And I remember holding my arm across my body, so I had my arm crossing my body and holding it with my other hand, so that my arm wouldn't be on the armrest with her and like be touching her or something like that because I was trying to be like respectful and a gentleman. Know, a gentleman. And she so, was like, why is he not liking me? Yeah, I'm just like holding my other side. I'm not crossing the line, ma'am. I'm just here to watch the movie. Um, anyway, so lovely movie. We and love that. I, I very much in- endorse you checking that out. Um, any TV shows that you... There's one that I liked as a kid, and I can't remember. I don't. I, it's that deep of a I, cut. I think. I think the name of it was like Teen Angel or something like that. And I only. I think I only watched a. I think it only lasted like a season. But the only thing I can think of, I remember, it was like this boy dies, 
and then he comes back to um like come back to earth as an angel but only his best friend can see him so he's like helping his best friend through life but his the, that's the only one i could see him pretty sure that's an american werewolf in london <laughs> oh yeah that's where i got confused yeah alexander I don't remember what the name of this show is called, but it was an animated show that I would watch before school, and it was a it was a man who would hold a giant paintbrush and like paint oh, things. I know what you're talking about. I can't remember what it's yes, called. it's in the memory. I I don't <laughs> remember what it's called, but he literally would just like this man would I'm paint things with his giant I know exactly. paintbrush. Dude, it's yes. not picture pages with Bill Cosby, is it? No. It's not Bob Ross? No, I know. It was an animated show. He literally held a paintbrush like this. I, I don't know if that was the show. I don't know if that was the show, but I think that might have been a transition on the show. Was it? Because I feel like he painted the screen to like get to the next scene. I don't know. I can't but remember. But I know what you're talking about. Like I could, Doesn't he like dip it into like a big bucket and he's wearing yeah. like overalls? Yes. Might have been like the Do you remember what network it was on? Absolutely not. Do you remember what day and time it was on? Probably a Tuesday morning at 6.58 a.m. <laughs> okay. Dude, those kids shows, like... That's my day to sleep in, so I don't want to see it. The PBS shows, there are so many that, like, I, I see every once in a while, and I'm like, I totally forgot that existed. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, there's this one that was based off a series of books that I actually read uh, as a kid, and they actually very faithfully adapted it into an animated TV series. It's called Time Warp Trio. Okay. It was just these three... These three kids who somehow were able to go back in time and look at these things that they were learning in school. That it, sounds familiar. It was very, uh, very Magic Treehouse. Yeah, but was it? But was it like Superbook? You remember the Superbook what was Superbook. Superbook was. You, nobody remember Superbook? What? Oh, I'm so glad that I get to tell you guys about Superbook. Oh, okay. So Superbook was this anime, all right, about these little kids, and they had this book. It was like a computerized book called Superbook, but it was a Bible. And what? by using Superbook, they could travel back in time and witness Bible stories firsthand. Oh. You guys have to look it up. So they actually remade Superbook. It's like not the Liberty's Kids. And- it's exactly, but in the Bible. So they remade Superbook not too long ago, like CGI for kids' churches. But the original anime version of it is what's up. So Superbook, and then there was another version of it that wasn't the same characters, but it was basically, it was the GoBots to Superbook's Transformers <laughs> called The Flying House. I really recommend you guys, if you're, if you're fans of Christianity and nerdy stuff, and just weird kitschy 80s things go back and watch Superbook and and The Flying House I think you've told me about The Flying House before because that sounds familiar yeah. go watch Bible Man go, it's, listen way better than Bible Man really and, and it makes me really happy that you guys have never heard of it so I can share that with you guys but it's only applicable if you're a fan of Christianity not if you're a Christian no 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 just a fan not, a, fo- a, fan. not a follower mm-hmm. um other any other TV shows? I, I my my TikTok keeps showing me like uh, somewhere along the way it thought I was really interested in old like TV intros, and it has shown me things. I'm like, oh my gosh, I completely forgot about the Great Space Coaster. I'm not going to bother talking about the Great Space Coaster, but Bless. if you know, you know. Someone I, out there, I don't know, but I've heard of it. Someone out there is over 40 years old, and you remember the Great Space Coaster, and you're and you know that no news is good news, and that's all I'm going to say <laughs> about that. Uh, does anybody remember um, Herman's Head? No. No. Herman's Head was a show that was on Fox, and it was about a guy. It was a basic sitcom of, you know, a guy, he works every day, tries to find love. But he has, and it, it, the whole premise was Inside Out. It's Pixar's Inside Out. He has four personalities that live Aww, in his head. That's cool. Like, he's got his sensitive side. He's got, like, his aggressive side. He's got his intellectual side. And, and, and they're four different little people that live inside of him that you it, it cuts to the inside of his brain, and they're all at the panel. It's just, it's, it's, it's Pixar's Inside Out, just in, in the form of an early 90s sitcom. 
the show that I was talking about earlier is called Ambient Dexter. And it's yes! about an ambidextrous artist. Yeah. But his hands turn into people. Yeah. It's like Ubi. Yeah. It's fun. It's, it's delightful. Awesome. Ambient Dexter. Hmm. Does anybody remember uh I remember Ubi. <laughs> yeah, Ubi. Uh, From uh, N-O-G-G-I-N. Noggin. Uh does anybody remember Molly and the Big Comfy Couch? Yes. Yes. That Everybody was like. Does. Didn't the her law. and Steve get married? They did. They did. Okay. What? They are married. Yeah, in they real did. life, the, the real actors, actor and No, they're not. They're not? No, no. they're not. Why oh. would you? I mean, it was, a, it was an internet. They, they have seen each other and know each other and they're friends, but oh. they're not married. Oh, oh bummer. Just, like, I wanted to believe that, so I didn't do the research. Let's do a deep <laughs> cut to my childhood. It's it's not true. That was the deepest cut. Um, I don't know if this would technically be considered super deep cut, but maybe for this group, the creators of Avatar The Last Airbender created a TV show called The Dragon Prince, and it is lovely. The voice actor of Sokka is one of the main characters in it, and I very much appreciate it. I told Lise Mati she was looking for a show to watch. I said, let's watch The Dragon Prince. So I showed her The Dragon Prince. She was like, uh, you know, okay, whatever. And then she went home and watched every single little bit of it and ate it all up. And she's like, this is the greatest show. And I love this show so much. I want to watch more. And I'm like, oh, okay. What was the switch for her that I made her like bait. obsessed with Probably it. just not watching it with me. I don't know. Um, I love bait. Um... There's so many shows that I could tell you guys, but none of you were born yet. Like, you don't remember the Edison so Twins. So it's a deep cut for all of us. It's a deep cut for all of us. <laughs> the, the Edison Twins was a show on, on the Disney Channel where you it was like these kids that would solve crimes by using science, which was pretty cool. And um, I always remember, like, they, they would always have things that they would show, like, oh, this is how we did this. But it would be like a real life thing that you'd be like, oh, I just accidentally learned something. So that was pretty cool. Um just so many cool, great old shows and stuff yeah. like that. So, so I want to shift gears here. I know that we have all these deep cuts and all these things that, that we can talk about and pull out all night long. But I want to go to a spiritual point on this. And how do you spiritualize the, the deep cut, right? So I want to see if you guys can guess. According to the Bible app and BibleGateway.com, they track what Bible books, what books of the Bible are looked up and read the most. And they have compiled a list of the 10 least read books of the Bible. Mm. The 10 biblical deep cuts. Leviticus. <laughs> so, you know, the funny thing is, all of them that, that I looked at said that you would think Leviticus would be on the list. But I Leviticus. Get that drunk all the time. You know, but, and, and that's why the, everybody said, like, Leviticus is the one. If you're looking on your phone, then you're cheating. I was, no, I wanted to see, like, the names of them because there's some that I get confused with each other. Yeah, if you're looking on your phone. Well, I'll put my phone down. Then you're cheating. Uh, so, what do you guys think if you had to guess the 10 least Read books of the Bible. Neff. Titus. Titus is not on the list. Oh, okay. I was like, I would not expect any like new. I would expect this to be all Old Testament. I say Amos. Amos is not on what? the list. Yeah. Any, I, need, I, need, you, I need to look up the book names. Oh, <laughs> Give me. I just got yelled cheap. at for that. Well, I'm not trying to look up what the answers are. No. I just need inspiration. That's what I was oh, trying to do. No, and I got yelled at. Nobody believes you, Stephen. Obadiah. Obadiah That's a good one. is the number one nice. least, least read Nobody book of the Bible. Of it. I'm gonna I'm gonna go look at the Bible book names. Nahum. 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 Nahum is the number two least hey! read book of the Bible, and and some of them are surprising. 
Nehemiah. Nehemiah, which is one of my favorite books of the Bible, is not on the 10 list, okay. the top 10 list of least hmm. read books. My personal favorite Old Testament minor prophet, Hosea. Hosea, not on the list. Oh, Song of Solomon? Or Song, Song of, of Solomon? No, that's number one. Cause they, <laughs> that's like, number one. Search. Like, uh, <laughs> a bunch of, bunch of horned up homeschool kids put that one right on the top. Haggai. Haggai is on the list. At number five. I'm like, let's just go through all the minor prophets. Uh, yes, I'm just Zephaniah. Like, uh, Zephaniah is number seven. Jude. Jude is number eight. And you won't guess the rest of them. I don't think you will. Okay. So I'll Probably start, I'll start with number Thessalonians. ten. No. no. Um, no number ten is Jonah. Oh, what? Number I'm ten surprised. is Jonah. As referenced as that is. Well, no, you watch the VeggieTale movie, you know it all. That's it. Number nine, what, what do you got? Esther? No, Esther is not on the top ten list. John. Number ten, the Gospel of John. <laughs> no, you said you would have guessed it. That would have been my. That would have been the last one I guessed. Third John. In uh, fourth place, third John. <laughs> really? In third place, second John. Wild. <laughs> true story. No one cares about uh, two and three. <laughs> this is, I see well, that as a two. As <laughs> the third one is all. The third single <laughs> is always the worst. Uh, um, Haggai, uh, Philemon, and. Oh, uh, and then Joel is number nine. Oh, so, Joel. Joel. So I'm thinking tonight, like if if what poor Obadiah, <laughs> poor, poor Obadiah. Obadiah, was he the bad guy in Iron Man? Yeah, <laughs> that's right. he is a stain. <laughs> poor Obadiah. And I, what I want to do is I want to show a little but bit of love. One chapter. And so just mm-hmm. a, it is one I chapter. Just on it. I think I can skip it's it. Only it's like only 20, one chapter. Like <laughs> so we are going to give some love to Obadiah tonight. And what I want you to do is if you're listening to this. We're going to get Obadiah out of last place. So everybody, Yo. I want you to not only open up your Bible apps right now <laughs> okay. to the book of Obadiah. Only okay. 21 verses, I'm, man. I'm just saying, you can't skip it. You got to get in this thing. Yo. Where even is Obadiah? <laughs> it's in the middle. <laughs> oh, there it is. Testament? The reason it doesn't show up is because I only look for it in my Bible. Because you're better than us. I got oh. it. I got it. Um, mm. Obadiah, open it up in your Bible app, and we're gonna look. We're gonna read Obadiah tonight. We're gonna absolutely do this. We're not gonna do it with the bell. We're not gonna do it like we did the Raven. Oh Jesus, uh, thank you. So get and, those numbers up, and I, I'll kind of give you the the basic setup of this. Obadiah is basically God unloading on Edom, <laughs> basically saying, "Edom, you suck." Yeah, and Edom will be humbled, is uh, what Maya. <laughs> Edom will be humble. So, ESV. do you guys know who Edom is? No. Okay, Edom, you guys, we'll go back in time. Do you guys remember Jacob and his twin brother? Correct. So Jacob and Esau, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. So Jacob's descendants became? Israelites. They're Israelites, right? Because Jacob became Israel, so they became the children of Israel. So Esau's children became? The Edomites. The Edomites. That's right. So, so the Edom, Edomites. The Edomites were cousins to the Israelites, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And Israel was going through a tough time, and they called out for help. And did the Edomites come and help them? <laughs> Absolutely not. Not nah. only did they not help them, they actually assisted their enemies. Mm-hmm. Ooh. And God was ticked. Mad. He was mad. And this Big is mad. this is Big God. Mad. This is God's. First of all, how dare you? To Edom, okay. So it's it's actually there's an interesting story, and we're gonna we're gonna read through it together, and then I want you guys to pay very close attention to verse 17 because there's two halves of this book, and it all shifts. Everything shifts between the first half and the second half. So uh, let, let's just read it together real quick. Uh, Stephen, st- start us out, man. Any particular translation? It, it matters not to me. Okay. The vision of Obadiah. Thus says the Lord God concerning Edom. We have heard a report from the Lord. And a messenger has been sent among the nations, saying, Arise, and let us rise up against her for battle. Behold, I will make you small among the nations. You shall be greatly despised. 
The pride of your heart has deceived you. You will dwell in the clefts of the rock whose habitation is high. You who say in your heart, who will bring me down to the ground? Though you ascend as high as an eagle, and though you set your nest among the stars, from there I will bring you down, says the Lord. That's uh, metal right there. <laughs> Pick that up again, uh, Alexander, verse 5. If thieves came to you, if plunderers came by night, how you have been destroyed. Would they not steal only enough for themselves? If grape gatherers came to you, would they not leave gleanings? How Esau has been pillaged, his treasures sought out. All your allies have driven you to your border. Those at peace with you have deceived you. They have prevailed against you. Those who eat your bread have set a trap beneath you. You have no understanding. Will I not on that day, declares the Lord, destroy the wise men out of Edom and understanding out of Mount Esau? And your mighty men shall be dismayed, O Tenet, so that every man from Mount Esau will be cut off by slaughter. Because of the violence done to your brother Jacob, shame shall cover you, and you shall be cut off forever. On the day that you stood aloof, on the day that strangers carried off his wealth, and foreigners entered his gates, and cast lots for Jerusalem, you were like one of them. But do not gloat over the day of your brother, and the day of his misfortune. Do not rejoice over the people of Judah, and the day of their ruin. Do not boast in the day of distress. Yes. You should not march through the gates of my people. In the day of their disaster, nor gloat over them in their calamity in the day of their disaster, nor seize their wealth in the day of their disaster. You shall not wait at the crossroads to cut down their fugitives, nor hand over their survivors in the day of their trouble. The day of the Lord is near for all nations. As you have done, it will be done to you. Your deeds will return upon your own head. Just as you drank on my holy hill, so all the nations will drink continually. They will drink and drink and be as if they had never been. But, Jackie. But in Mount Zion there shall be those who escape, and it shall be holy. And the house of Jacob shall possess their own possessions. The house of Jacob shall be a fire, and the house of Joseph a flame, and the house of Esau stubble. They shall burn them and consume them, and there shall be no survivor for the house of Esau, for the Lord has spoken. Those of the Nagab shall possess Mount Esau, and those of the Shephelah shall possess the land of the Philistines. They shall possess the land of Ephraim and the land of Samaria, and Benjamin shall possess Gilead. These exiles of this host of the people of Israel shall possess the land of the Canaanites as far as Zarephath, and the exiles of Jerusalem who are in Sepharad shall possess the cities of Negeb. Survivors shall go up to the Mount Zion to rule Mount Esau, and the kingdom shall be the Lord's. Congratulations, guys. We just read the book of Obadiah together. Right. You, you gave me the one with the hardest names. I know, but you did a great job. You, yeah. you mastered it. Yeah, so so this whole book is basically split into two halves. You have God just unloading on on poor Edom. Like, hey, you guys, you done messed up, Edom, you know? <laughs> and then, and then in, in verse 17, he shifts it and he goes, but I'm going to do a great thing. Through, through Jacob. I'm going to do a great thing through through the children of Judah. I'm going to do a great thing in, in the Israelites. I'm going to do a great thing in my people. Uh, so so this is a wonderful like contrast of like, you know what? These guys, they messed up, but I'm still protecting my people. I still have a destiny and a purpose for them. And it's really, really great. And it's easy to overlook. But the, the thing is this, God doesn't miss it 
when people come against his children. God mm. does not like, even though you, like the bad thing may still happen and wicked may still have their time at bat and knock it out of the park. God doesn't go, oh, did that happen? I'm sorry, I was on break. Uh, I guess I'll get you next time. He never forgets and he never forgets his promises. And, and I don't want to oversimplify this, but just know that if God has made a promise to you, no matter what happens in the first 16 verses, verse 17, God throws down that, but I know that I made a promise to you. I know that I'm going to see this thing through. I know that there's going to be justice. I know that we're going to bless the righteous. It doesn't matter what has happened. It's how the story ends. And mm -hmm. it's, it's a great thing, and it's really, really easy to overlook, you know, but Obadiah just kind of paints this wonderful message of God saying, I'm going to put the bad in their place. I'm going to put the right at, at where, where they belong. And, mm -hmm. um, and, and it's just a good encouragement. I, I'm, I appreciate and look forward to learning more uh, about this message in Obadiah, kind of reading some of the backstory a little yeah. bit and seeing what happened. But it's just funny how there are things that are right there under our nose that like they're they're in our hands. You have it in your Bible. And we just overlook them sometimes, you know, and it, there's nothing wrong with reading the same chapters again and again and kind of getting the encouragement from the Proverbs or a Psalm or, you know, going back and reading the red letters of Jesus and going, that was really great. But there are things in your Bible that are interesting and amazing and not obvious and it's totally worth looking up. Yeah, I know when I when I read uh, like Titus, it's I mean it's like a handbook for like how to uh, present yourself or how to how to live your life and how to lead as a as a leader in Christ. And I that's something that I didn't know even existed in the Bible. I thought it was just you know stories, but. Books like that are the ones that I'm like, well, have you heard about Titus? Yeah. You know, like we, we talked about Second John being on the list of unpopular books. That's basically a letter to a certain lady that John writes, right? <laughs> but but we still those are still inspired words of God that we can get some truth out of, right? Mm -hmm. Like don't mm -hmm. don't overlook it. I think it's really amazing too that when whenever you look at I mean, you can zoom in on certain parts of the scripture, but at the end of it, when you zoom out, it's literally all connected. You can't read one part of scripture and it not be informed by another piece yeah. of it. It like scripture informs itself and will work together to ultimately teach you. Mm -hmm. All of God's word is breathed out and profitable for teaching, rebuking, you know. And I I think I say that scripture every three episodes or something. Mm -hmm. yeah. But it's so true. Yeah. Scripture every piece of it even the song of solomon is useful for us today <laughs> yeah you know it's not it's not written to us but it's for us you right. know it's like a precept upon precept and line yeah. upon line like you might read something in one place that later on when you read the next thing you go oh and you see those things oh like it's that's all weird. connected <laughs> that's weird that he made to put like the blood on top of the door right but then it was really about jesus so you know yeah. there's there's all of these things that tie together and i know that's a broad stroke thing but you know we see this conflict in the book of genesis between these two brothers mm -hmm. and now we fast forward a thousand years and, and look another going, one and look and this is the same old struggle but God comes in and he intervenes and he always, always fulfills his promises to his people. And that's exciting. No matter what you're into, no matter what you get excited about, just know that wh whether you like the deep cuts or whether you like the super obvious AAA, you know, low-hanging fruit, whatever you nerd out about, this is something we can all get excited about, mm -hmm. that God has made promises to us and they are still yay and amen. And his word has so many great and wonderful little nuggets in there. I encourage you to go find something. Go read a book of the Bible that you've never read before or haven't read in a very long time. See what you might find. Well, that is all the time that we have for tonight. 
here on the Nerd of Godcast, but we want to say thank you guys so much for listening. If you would do us a tremendous favor, please, uh, wherever you're listening, whatever podcast uh, player you're using, please leave us a review. Uh, we love stars, especially when they come in fives. And if you could take a quick second, just write something nice. If you can't think of something nice to say about the show, just talk about how smart Alexandria is or something <laughs> like that. You know, just uh, let us know that you're out there by uh, by sharing that. That really does help us out a lot. And let uh, somebody who you know that loves Jesus or loves nerdy things or uh, loves both, uh, that this is a great podcast uh, to listen to, and that would really help us out a lot. And if you want to be part of the financial blessing that is the Nerd of Godcast, uh, visit us on patreon.com slash Nerd of Godcast. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Nerd of Godcast. So for all of us here at the squad, we are so grateful that you spent time with us tonight. That's all the time we have for Steve-O Supremo. Goodbye, everybody. Alexandria Marica. Good night, friends. The big man, Quentin Neff. I understood that reference. Jackie freaking Wilson. Bye. Nick the Engineer. Goodbye. And I'm Tony T. Until next time, we ain't got to go home. But we can't stay here. Um, let's pray and we'll uh, I apologize for the smell of fabuloso but these <laughs> tables were used in our fall festival and no one thought we should wipe these down before we bring them back in y'all huh. so, coated in whatever schmegma of snow cone and cotton candy that was left behind on them what an awful word uh, what, and popcorn and cotton candy's on that COVID. bad of a you should see the table that I left in the room the one that I didn't pull out here that was covered in popcorn grease and oh. debris <laughs> just so. my bedroom floor hmm do you live in a dollar theater? <laughs> it's cheap rent. <laughs> Basically. So how much how much would it cost if if the if a movie lasts 2 hours, it would be tw- <laughs> If a movie lasts 2 hours, so you're watching 12 movies a day, right? right yeah. So it's 12 bucks a day times 30 you're only paying 360 bucks in rent I'm that's not bad at dollar theater i mean you know i mean you can deal with the the, the trangs the lobos and the buzz heads all day but that's cheap that's rent. amazing the worst part is when the parents bring their little kids and they you is know. it a dollar theater and the lions is dates <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a nice place to live <laughs> hillbale <laughs> uh, all right um let's uh let's pray